of visitation. Hear the Spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupon. Be blessed as you listen. Spirit, just lift up your voice. We're gonna pray right now. La hele re se de ba ka ta ba 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 Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this gathering. Because this gathering is unto no other name but unto the name of Jesus. For your word says, wherever two or three are gathered in your name, you are there in their midst. Holy Spirit, we ask that you shall take absolute control. As I'm about to speak your word, may I not speak of my own accord, but may I speak as you grant to me utterance. By virtue of the fact that I'm a black born citizen of the kingdom of God, I take authority in the realm of the spirit, and I declare a supernatural injunction on any activity of the enemy in this place. We declare the hearts and the minds of the people of God, sanctified and made ready for them to have an encounter with their Father through the word this morning. Take glory, Father, take glory, Son, take glory, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' most excellent name, have we prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. If your hands are yours and not borrowed, can you put them together for the Lord? And if your voice is yours, add a shout of praise to it. Hallelujah. We thank God for this morning. Sing it. Sorry, I swept you this morning. <laughs> As I keep saying this, and it's not formula. Hallelujah. Yeah, you move according to the leading of the Spirit. Amen. I mean, moreover, the singers who were with me on, on Friday night for the KC and half night, I stretched them bar. So, uh, relax, relax your voices more. Amen. Uh, they sang for hours on end. Amen. We thank God for this one. How many of you are excited to be in church? Oh, I cannot feel the excitement in the house. Hallelujah. Yeah, we thank God. It is a good thing to be in church. Amen. Today, tell somebody you are blessed to be in this meeting. Tell somebody else you are blessed to be in this meeting. Hallelujah. What I'm going to preach today, that's not what I plan to preach. It is still within the series of the Christian in the modern world, but I didn't plan to preach this one today. It was going to be sometime later. 
but as I told you, Adewe is not a formula thing. Hallelujah. We move according to the leading and the direction of the Spirit of God. And so when the Holy Ghost knows that the atmosphere is open for a particular thing, you see, if you're a spiritual person, you know that all the days are not the same. All the seasons are not the same. All the eras are not the same. Hallelujah. Yeah. And so I know for a fact that what I'm going to preach today, today is the day I was supposed to preach it. Hallelujah. Today is the day I was supposed to preach it. Oh, put your hands together for the Lord. See, that's why I say you are, you are privileged to be in this meeting today. It's because God is selecting you for something. Hallelujah. Today, I'm going to speak to you on the... It's, it's not something I, I, I talk about very frequently. When, when I speak about it by the leading of the Spirit, then it means it's a serious matter. Hallelujah. Today, I'm going to speak to you on... We've done the Christian in social media. We've done the Christian in music. Today, I'm going to speak to you on the Christian and money. Hallelujah. How many of you are excited about, about the subject of money? Ah, that's why I said there's a reason God brought you here today. Because when we are done, so the seed, brother. <laughs> because when we are done, there's some strategic prayers God has led me to lead you to pray. Hallelujah. And this prayer, it will go beyond just finances. The Lord said, I should lead you to pray a prayer against anything that represents a struggle in your life. Anything that represents a contention in your life. I was going to say tonight, to, today, we will settle it in this room. Hallelujah. We shall settle it in this room here. And I'll make some apostolic declarations upon your life. It's up to you to connect to it. And run with it. Amen. The Christian and money. You know, today's sermon, I have compressed it into what I call some seven principles. Right? Seven principles. For the social media, it was ten commandments. This one is seven principles that if you follow, you will never be poor in life. Hallelujah. That, that some of you, there are certain things you think are impossible. That people who genuinely believe they can never own their own house, like in their mind, like how? Look at what I'm earning. How much can I save and buy blocks and buy bricks and buy cement? I'm not going to ask how many of you believe that, but I know you are here and you believe it. It's, it's like you can't imagine it. It's not you. I know it's not you. <laughs> You see, but what man sees as impossible with God, all things are possible. Hallelujah. Some of you can't imagine owning your own company and things like that. These things are not for unbelievers to have. Hallelujah. We are the children of God. And if the Bible says the earth is the Lord's, and we are children of the one who owns the earth, we should own a lot of the things that are on earth. And today my prayer is that God will break you into another realm. God will catapult you into another season. I keep telling people that for me, one of the things about my ministry is to break people into next levels. That's one of the things God, God called me to do. To break people into next levels. And today, may the Lord break you into another level. The Christian and money. 
you know, a lot of believers have this mentality that oh money is not a good thing it's like when we're talking about money sika, you know and things like that it's 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 a wealthy thing when you talk about money it means you have backsliding you are no longer a spiritual person you are a canal yeah you talk about money oh you are you have backsliding but you see money is neither good nor bad it is the nature of the one who possesses it that makes money good or bad hallelujah yeah it's just like i said for the social media social media is neither good or bad it's the user who determines whether the social media is bad or is good so money is neither bad nor good it's about who possesses the money and who uses it that is why good people must be the one who must have money and because you're a good person you have a good heart may the lord give you a lot of money Oh, I said, may the Lord give you a lot of money. So this is when you say the amen, no angels begin to move over. I said, may the Lord make you possess a lot of money. Hallelujah. I've told you before that, see, sometimes these declarations and things, they may look like it's, it's a normal part of the service. But I've been in a service before where I was preaching and God opened somebody's eyes. So it's like when I say the thing, it's like there were angels that had lined up behind me and were holding parcels. So when I say the thing, those who say amen, the angel just throws the thing in their person's direction. I don't know whether they are here or they are standing here. But may the Lord make you possess a lot of money in your lifetime. If you believe that is your person, shout yes. Hallelujah. People think when you talk about money, it means you have backsliding. But money is everybody's business. Money is everybody's business. Some came here by Uber. You paid money. Or they looked at your pretty face and said, Oh, take it, take it. It's, it's yours. And then you give them change card, they don't even want to give it. If you drove here, petrol brought you here. It's money. This venue where I said it's not free. Oh. If I tell you how much we pay a month for this, this thousands of cities every month. That's why your offering must be good. Hallelujah. Ah, and your tithe too must be paid. Hey. <laughs> It's a very, very good message. In fact, very soon I'll do a series on tithes and offering. Just solely on that tithes and offering. I'll just do a series on that. Mm. But I'll talk about tithe in the service at a point in time. Alright? You know, I'll just scratch the surface a bit. You know, People think money, oh, money is, 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 is a sign of backsliding. There's a way in which money can make you backslide, but that is far away from you in the name of Jesus. I want to give you seven principles where money is concerned that when you follow, you won't lack in your life. Hallelujah. Principle number one don't despise wealth. Don't despise wealth. There are people who really, they despise wealth in their life. Some people they say, oh, ne, ne 
Have you heard somebody use that term before? Some of they are working, eh? and you can see they have the, the potential to earn more. Just do this small thing. Oh, no, 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 me, this is how I do it, and blah, 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 blah. And it's like your, your spirit doesn't like money. Don't despise wealth. Don't despise wealth. Wealth is not a bad thing. Hallelujah. In Revelation chapter 5, let's see Revelation chapter 5, 11 to 12. Revelation 5, 11 to 12. They were given a description of the glorified Christ. The glorified Christ. Christ after he was glorified. And, and we'll see some of the things they used to describe. The glorified Christ. He said, And I beheld and heard the voice of many angels around about the throne and beasts and elders. And the number of them was ten thousand times ten thousand. And thousands of thousands. Saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. To receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. So I'll list the things. Power, riches, wisdom, strength, honor, glory and blessing. Hallelujah. That is a, a description of the glorified Christ. The Christ who, who had now died and resurrected after he had defeated poverty and defeated sickness and everything. Amen. You will see the glorified Christ in wretched clothing and looking miserable. The glorified Christ is, is, is full of power, full of riches, wisdom, strength, honor, glory, and blessing. Hallelujah. Wealth is not a bad thing. Riches is not a bad thing at all. Hallelujah. But you see, there are certain scriptures that make people think that there is something wrong with, with being... Um, rich and let's look at some of these scriptures that people have misunderstood let's look at matthew matthew chapter 6 verse 24 matthew 6 24 give me nlt for that one matthew 6 24 he said no one can serve two masters for you will hate one and love the other he said you will be devoted to one and despise the other you cannot serve both God and money. So people look at this scripture. That means the two are mutually exclusive. If you will serve God, then you must be poor. We equate poverty to piety. If you are poor, then it means you are pure. I've been to seen poor bad men before. The things that go on in their head, you can't even imagine. In fact, I'll show you that poverty even makes you sin more. Mm. Poverty makes you sin more. A lot of the sins in this world, there are many problems since. I'm telling you. Let's look at the KJV or the NKJV. Let, let's use the King James. King James. He said, no one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other or else... He will be loyal to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. You cannot serve God and mammon. You see, the word mammon that is used here is not money. Let me clarify that in your mind right now. Mammon is not money. Alright? What is mammon? Mammon is a spirit that enslaves people as a result of the love of money. So mammon is not money. 
So it's not saying it's like once you have money. It's, it's the enslavement to money that is the problem. Mammon is a spirit. There are a lot of actions. There are a lot of things people do and they, they are mammon inspired. Prostitution is mammon inspired. There are a lot of prostitutes, they, they can't stop it because it's because of the love of money. There are few prostitutes who are doing it because of lust. There is an evil spirit that is living in them. In the day they must live with five, six, seven men before they are okay. There are a few. But majority of them, it is money driven. Arm robbery is, is mammon driven. Organized crime syndicates like the mafia. Have you heard the Godfather before? <laughs> All these things are mammon driven. They are inspired by that spirit of mammon. And when you go to the mafia, they have a lot of money. They have a lot of money. They have a lot of influence. Drug cartels. Have you heard of Pablo Escobar? Very, very, very rich man. They sell drugs, cocaine. The man was worth billions. He was so powerful that when they arrest him, it's like he can negotiate with the government and he will stay in a prison room. He'll be arrested in his own mansion with all the luxuries and everything. Just like you can't come out. In the house, there's a nightclub there. There's a market. There's whatever he wants is in there. So what kind of imprisonment is that? Another president came and took him out of that area and put him in a proper prison. Oh, prison officer who can take off his mother and say he offers you one million dollars. Oh, you open the door for him. Just open the door and you are one million dollars richer. You will say, let me do it and I'll go and pray to God. He that forgiveth sins, let the blood speak for me. <laughs> you will say, it is God bringing you a breakthrough in disguise. You say, the Bible says, for men have entertained angels unknowingly. Maybe he is an angel and the world cannot discern. So they are seeing him as a bad man. Open the door. Some time ago, there was a story of a policeman. He was on night duty, barrier, those barrier things. And some people were moving some drugs and drug money in Accra here. He stopped them, he told them to open the bonnet. Drugs here, stacks of dollars here. What you will do? <laughs> Somebody said, what will you, will you do? What will you do? What will you do? They offered him $500,000 cash. Just collect this. You see the barrier? No? Just open. Just, just be. They didn't say do exercise. Jog. They didn't say jump. Crack your brain. Just open the door. Let us pass. $500,000. Somebody should convert it into Ghana cities for me. Almost three hundred or $3 million. All your problems have been solved just like that. Just open the barrier gate and let us pass. Simple. This is the money. It's not like I'll promise you and oh, I will send you Momo. No, no, no. This one, no Momo. There, there, there. Collect it and let us pass. But there are men and women of integrity. He arrested them pe -pe -pe, and remained poor. You think God will look at such a man and cause him to remain poor forever? There's nothing the devil can offer you that God can't give you more. There's nothing. The owner of the earth himself. Oh, I told you when I was preaching about, about music that God sings. 
he sings over us with rejoicing. When we are able to overcome temptations, when we are able to overcome trials, God sings. Can you imagine God singing? There's nothing Satan can offer you that God can give you more. He arrested them and they were jailed. The influence of the spirit of mammon. When we talk about corruption, we talk about bribery. It's all mammon. So that is what the Bible is talking about. Hallelujah. And the Bible has said in 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 10. 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 10. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. For which same have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. The love of money. It is not money that is the root of all evil. It is the love of money. Somebody said, okay, then if you like money, it is not evil. It is when you love money. Love is deeper than like. You know, so if you like a girl, he said you love, he said I like you. You have sleepless nights. The two are not the same. They are not the same. It is the love of money that is the root of all evil. And as I've told you before, my wife also gave a, a different version of it. She said the lack of money is also the root of a lot of evil. My wife says, why so? See her like that. <laughs> the lack of, and it is true. Prostitution is a, a result of the lack of money. They need money. That is why if you will rehabilitate a prostitute, now they say you shouldn't call them prostitutes, commercial sex workers. Now prostitution is in different forms, so let me tell you. It's not just going to stand a circle and chewing gum. I don't know if it is part of their, <laughs> their training. They teach them how to chew the gum. When people are acting in movies, they do that. We have chewing the gum. You don't need to wear a short skirt and paint your face like Jezebel and go and stand behind some wall. I'm doing so so. That is the old version of if it is a phone, what, what, what kind of phone will it be? Nokia 3310. It's gone. Nokia tried reviving now, but it came and it came. It was popular those days, so, but now, Charlie, the things that we are seeing, you know, and Nokia 3310, we have moved ahead. Me, if I was a board member of, of Nokia, eh, I'd have fired the entire management of Nokia long ago. Do you know why? Some time ago, eh, the market that Apple and Samsung are enjoying right now, it was Nokia. Nokia was the phone. Like when you have a phone, it's Nokia. They made one small business mistake. When Android came on board, they refused to convert to Android. You see, sometimes you have to be sensitive to new, new moves and take correct decisions. They stayed with whatever they were doing and Android and things, iOS, they came and passed them and that is why Nokia has never risen again. If Nokia had taken on Android then, Samsung wouldn't be what it is now. In your business, may God give you divine wisdom. Sometimes that's why some people take anointed men of God and put them on their board. Sometimes it gets to a point, the thing is beyond just the calculation. It's about sensitivity to what is about to happen and the ability to look into the future and see certain things. 
when you have an anointed person like Joseph in the Bible on your board, you think a period of dryness will ever come upon your company? When seven years of farming are coming, you tell you seven years of farming are coming. So let us save. Hallelujah. People don't understand why men of God are put on board. Those who have sense, they know that they think there's a spiritual dynamic to it. What was I saying? So the prostitution, that one is an old Nokia 3310, low-tech, inefficient, embarrassing type of prostitution. Now they say the new term is hookup. So you go to Instagram and all you are inundated with are pictures of girls who are dressed as if the material for their clothes was not enough. Low cut things, short skirts, all sorts of things. People, pictures with their nipples sticking out like they want to jump out and embrace you. Revivalists, we speak as we say, yeah, can you free? We have the spirit of John the Baptist. You understand? <laughs> when you go, it's like, it's just these things. So they said a hookup is such that when you can't control your attraction to these things, you send them a message. Like, oh, so I like you. They tell you, okay, but it's not for free. Yo. You negotiate the price, meet somewhere. That is a new star of prostitution. You have the call girls. They, they're giving their pictures to the hotels and things. So when a guest comes on, so they can present, oh, so all these ones, these are the vital statistics. Bus, this, ways, this, hips, so, so, and so. Color, complexion, blah, 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 blah. These are the things they can do. Hey, CV. And so you look inside and, oh, this one is my type. And then they call. Then you go and meet. No more standing by the roadside. All of these things are driven by the lack of money. All these people, if they had a stable job, they can take that for themselves. A lot of them will stop this thing because when you interview sex workers, eh, a lot of them are depressed in life. And you see, when you sleep with a prostitute, you are joined in spirit. You are joining your spirit to so many men's spirits. They know that there is a danger that the person they are going to sleep with is going to use them for rituals. One that was interviewed on social media really, he says, So you that you are going to sleep with, you are going to sleep with somebody who is not Nantequa. And you contaminate your spirit and your destiny with all sorts of things. When you can't save money, you don't understand. You blame your own grandmother in the village who has done nothing it is that slave queen it is that slave queen mama she said the love of money so that is where the problem is so don't, don't despise wealth don't despise wealth somebody said he you can be as intelligent as whatever in this world Get all the A's and all the degrees. But if you don't have money, there's a certain limit to the respect he can give to you. Yeah. He said, oh, but there are very intelligent people who come and borrow money from me. 
never entered. They've been to school. This is what I'm talking about. I think SHS, he didn't even finish. But business skills, school is not for everybody. School is not for everybody. Some of the richest people in the world, when you look at that, they, they didn't have much of education. A lot of them were dropouts. Bill Gates dropped out of university. I think Mark Zuckerberg didn't finish. Most of them, they just realized that no, this, this thing is not book, book, book. No, no, no. Just left like that. The Bible talks about, I am coming and with me are riches, wealth, and honor. There's a certain honor that comes with being rich and having money. May God give you that kind of honor. So number one, don't despise wealth. Because what you despise will never come to you. It's the same with spiritual gifts. If you despise prophetic gift, you will never have a prophetic gift. If you despise singing, you will never, your voice will always be crooked. You will always burn songs. You will always give songs as a burnt offering to God. Your key, they can never find your key. Is there a Z key? Is there a Z? Where does it end? F. J, G, yours is Z. Nobody can find it. What you despise can never come to you. Hallelujah. Is it me sharp? Z sharp. Nobody can sing it. Unless the devil himself says he has instruments in his body. Maybe he can play that one for you. What you despise will never come to you. So stop talking. You see, in Ghana, it's like when somebody breaks through unexpectedly, no, we start being suspicious. It's not genuine. Ah, how can you be 25 years old and already you have three cars? Oh, how can you own a house? In our minds, your father built a house only after working for 35 years and when he had gray hair and things. But the times have changed. Hallelujah. Times have changed. Times have changed. Don't have that kind of mentality. Don't have that kind of mentality. I remember when we started house job. That time, there was the, what do you call it, duty waiver for cars. It was there for uh, health workers. If you could import, so long as the engine wasn't beyond a certain, you would just buy the car from outside and the government would pay the duty for you. And boys, boys were like, ah. If I'll have to wait and be my father's aid to drive a Benz, and government says you buy it and I'll pay the duty for you. Oh, those days when you come to the house of Zestrade, we change the name of Benz to Pure Water. They say pure water. Like you come and it is lined up like that because the opportunity was there. And the bosses who had worked longer than us, you too, you have the opportunity to buy these things. And they were angry with the young men that why won't you want to wait and grow? Before you buy this kind of thing, these this kind of cars, they, they are for people who have worked hard in life and then where is it written? Where has it been written? It is a very, very bad spirit. It's like you, you have to go to a certain level before you can achieve certain things. If you have that mentality, may it be broken over your life today in the name of Jesus. Especially when you are a Christian. Why should you attribute every kind of financial success to Sakawa and uh, fraud and things like that? 
You who are not boring your brain, it doesn't mean somebody is, is not calculating their things correctly. You can believe that somebody can go and sacrifice a goat in Benin. And the blood of the goat can bring the person wealth. But you find it difficult to believe that somebody's blood that was shed for you 2,000 years ago can also bring you wealth. The Bible says, I am he who gives you the power to make wealth. The one that they went to do in Benin, it brings them sorrow because their mother will die, their child will die, they will get a sorrow that will never heal, they will become impotent. But he says, the blessings of God make it rich and added no sorrow. Hallelujah. Calvary Sikadro. <laughs> so if I was in Kumasi, I'll hold the program. Calvary Sikadro. Why can't you believe? You know, Christians, we, we, we think things must be so complex. I was telling them on Friday night during the half night, I was speaking on praying in the Spirit. And I said, a lot of people haven't received the baptism of the Holy Spirit because they think it's so complex. It's one of the simplest things you can have in Christianity. You receive it by faith. A lot of people, when they pray for them, they are waiting for the Holy Ghost to come and open their mouth and push their tongue before the words come out. But in as they said, they spoke. But the Holy Ghost gave them the utterance. That means they spoke, but what they were speaking, it was the Holy Spirit that was giving them the words. Why do we think it has to be so complex? The Holy Spirit is God. Jesus Christ is God. Is receiving Christ complex? If you can receive Christ, simple, you just raise your hand. By faith, you believe that you are receiving. Why do you think God will make receiving Christ simple and make receiving the Holy Ghost complex? We believe everything must be complex. But may the Lord shatter that mentality from your mind today in the name of Jesus. Don't see every kind of success and, and attribute it to negative things. Don't give the devil the glory. Don't give the devil the glory. You see, God is capable of opening certain doors. Eh? The Bible said the Ark of the Covenant was in the house of Obedidon. Three months. If it was now, the kind of transformation that came to the point that, mm, this guy there, but it was the presence of God that brought that change. And I want to submit to you, the act of the covenant was a foreshadow of Christ. Hallelujah. It was a foreshadow of Christ. You have the real thing living inside you. You have the real thing living inside you. Don't despise wealth. That is point number one. Principle number two. Avoid debt as much as possible. Eka. Avoid it as much as possible. As much as possible. As much as possible. There's something the Bible says. Let's read Proverbs chapter 22 verse 7. Proverbs chapter 22 verse 7. Try to avoid debt as much as possible. And today is one of the struggles the Lord will take care of. Some people have chronic debt situations. So there's no time in your life that like you are free of debt. Every time there's some money you need to pay somewhere. Listen to what the Bible says. It says, The rich ruleth over the poor and the borrower is servant to the lender. 
Anybody you owe money. When, when you owe somebody money, you are the person's, this one, the Bible is saying, you are the person's servant until you have finished paying. You walk around and <laughs> you are somebody's servant. These are not my words. It is the word of God. But a person's servant. Nowadays, young couples and things, there's a lot of competition. Everybody wants to be able to boast when they are talking that I was able to take my wife and children to holidays in Dubai during the summer. We talk about summer. We are still in Ghana here. And you are talking summer and talking spring and talking, uh, what do you call it, fall. We know rain and hamatan. Simple. And during the summer holidays, my children and my wife went to Dubai. And trust me, a lot of these people, it is monies they are borrowing. They've got to take money from the bank. Lord, I pray that you will never take money from the bank to do such a useless thing. Just so you can go to Dubai and boast and post pictures on Instagram and put it on your status. The Lord is good. You are slave to the lender. Hallelujah. I'm not saying going for loans is bad. If the reason for which you are going for the loan is a good reason, there's nothing wrong with it. There are conditions under which loans are acceptable. One of them is if there's an emergency situation and there's no other outlet. Because are situations that come in, Charlie, if you don't get money, embarrassment will be your portion. A friend of mine, when he goes to an exam and he comes back and Charlie, the thing didn't go, a connoisseur said, Charlie, I'm going to death myself. There are some situations if you don't act fast, you will death yourself. Under such circumstances, going for a loan is acceptable. That's why I said avoid debt as much as possible. Sometimes it's just for, as we say, shady reasons. You also want to feel like you belong. You do your day inside something. You can take a huge amount of money just to impress people. He said you are a slave to the lender. You are a slave to the lender. If you go and borrow money and at the end of the day you will make money upon the money that you have borrowed, it is a good borrowing. But a lot of businesses, they go for loans. So. Some of the rich men, when I hear they go for loan and things, I don't understand. Some relative of some president, they say he went for some loan for some bank. I'm like, you alone, if you sell all your cars, that money, you can raise it and do the business. But they go for the loan. So there's, there's nothing wrong with it. If you are going to make money out of the money, that you have borrowed it is a very very good thing to do hallelujah i know when the thing is going to become a, a liability avoid it as much as possible but it's better than disgrace hallelujah it's better than disgrace try and avoid debt as much as possible if you go to borrow money from somebody it, it has to be for a very good reason a very good reason some people to have very bad habits it's not just about borrowing the money but when it comes to payment it's a problem there are some people when they come to borrow money from you right now you will not give it to them you yourself you are not part of 
you will not give the money to them because you see the bible says a wicked man does not pay his debt a wicked man it means if you borrow money from people and you don't pay it you are a wicked man because sometimes then you go and beg somebody and out of compassion money that they themselves are supposed to use for something they just give it to you like that and you decide not to pay you are you are wicked you are wicked I know somebody, the children's school fees, somebody came to beg, emergency situation. He said, oh, in a week's time, I'll bring you your money back. She gave the money to him. This thing happened two years ago, up to now. It is wickedness. It is wickedness. When you borrow money, pay. Pay people. They say in the past, when you go to borrow money, you have to swear an oath. With snap and eggs. Uh-huh. When we see some things, we are uh, we don't respect signature. Psalm thirty-seven twenty-one. Yes, okay. The wicked borrowed and paid not again, but the righteous showed mercy and give it. Hallelujah. Uh huh. So when you borrow money, pay the money. Pay the money. Pay the money. May the Lord free you from every spirit that holds you in debt in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. As for the loan companies, they will chase you. If you're on control and accountant general salary roll, every week, plenty, I can show you. <laughs> I can show you. It's like, I, I didn't know all these financial companies existed. And they will entice you. If you make the mistake of calling them once, they will call you 50 times. Some of them will tell you, oh, you have a three-month grace period before you can pay. It's an enticement. You need to watch. Hallelujah. Number three. Save money for emergency situations. Save money. Save money. It's not everything that comes into your hands that you must spend. You see, when extra money comes your way, it is an opportunity to save extra money. Look at it that way. But for a lot of people, when extra money comes, it is an opportunity to adjust their taste. You must learn to postpone luxuries, certain luxuries. Postpone. Enjoying luxuries is not bad, but at the wrong time, it is wrong. Postpone. I went to Compu Ghana recently and I saw a television set. It was LG. They said it's called The Signature. Those of you who follow technology, you know what I'm talking about. It's like 65 inches or is it 75 inches there. I asked, how much is this thing? They said it's 300,000 Ghana cities. I was like, why? When you watch it, not then you are raptured into heaven. All your problems will end. What are you talking about? I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Despite can buy that one. It is nothing for him. That's chicken change for him. So if he buys it, it's okay. But you, you've not finished solving all your problems in life. A 300,000 CD television. Which can build two bedroom house, I'm sure it can build right. You want to watch it. 
There are others that can give you the same picture, the same image. If it is a jackal, it is still a jackal. It doesn't become a jackal or anything. I mother want to watch. What are you talking about? They say 8K, 8K television. 8K. How many of the content we have now is even 8K? 4K, guys, it's difficult to get 4K content. Eventually, we'll get there. But for now, it is 720 what? 720p. Standard. That's what we are watching. If you buy that TV and you go and watch local TV stations, you are wasting the money. Or what they are generating can give you that kind of crispness and sharpness. They don't have the technology to do that. Hallelujah. This is just an example. Amen. When you are buying a car, buy a car that you can maintain. Look at your 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 your, your finances. Can I maintain? You see, that is why you must read well before you go to purchase things. There are some cars you think they are difficult to maintain, but they are probably even cheaper to maintain than some of the ones you think are cheaper. You'll be sure to know that most Honda cars, their parts are more expensive than Mercedes. Ah, what a shock. <laughs> yes. Some of the VW cars, Passat and things like that, their parts are more expensive than Mercedes. You see, Mercedes, when a thing gets bought, you pay small or more, but it can last you forever. Before you change that thing again, it will take a very long time. That is if you have a good mechanic. Some of them, they have some spirit. <laughs> the mechanic say, oh my God. It's like, at the time, my, my wife was complaining about the mechanic. I said, it's a spirit. It's like, I said, the mechanic school, they baptize. When you finish it, you graduate, they impart it, take it. All of them. I've not seen anybody who is hundred percent satisfied. Oh, that's what my mechanic always said. God sent to make it. even if they are Christians. <laughs> it is there. Buy according to your pocket. Buy. See people buy a particular brand. So you too you are going. And you don't even research before you go to make the purchase. Save for a rainy day. Save money. When new money comes, bank it. We just readjust our taste all of a sudden. You've been eating gobe like that. You are fine. Life is good. Gobe with five CDs, you'll be full. When some extra money comes, no huga. Uh, you know huga. Said, <laughs> No, you could have saved that money. Hallelujah. Yeah. When money comes now, all your dreams, the things you have been dreaming about, suddenly, all the gadgets you you when back pay is coming, most of the time it's finished before the money even hits your account. You've worked three months and they are not going to pay you back pay. Oh, I start like it's finished before the money even hits your account. Because all the things you have been dreaming about and maybe a merry. May the Lord give us the grace to say, 
there's no finance coaching course you go for and they'll give you tips to wealth that they will not add saving you must learn to say and postpone certain luxuries if you have the ability and the capability of enjoying those things now fine I know one guy, he went mobile phones came those days in school. He said he wouldn't buy a mobile phone. Because by his definition of an asset and a liability, the mobile phone was a liability. It will take his credits, he will charge it, it will chop his electricity. It is taking money out of his pocket. So he will have a mobile phone. Until he got some business something big. And the people were trying to contact him. They didn't have his phone number. And he changed his mind. said, no, this thing can be an asset. He changed his mind and bought a, a, a mobile phone. But his principle was not wrong. There are a lot of things that are, are liabilities in your life now. There, it's just taking money out of your pocket. It's just taking money out of your, your pocket. Some of those things, you could have converted them into things that will bring money into your pocket. May God give you the grace to save money. And you see, they're saving it. It doesn't matter. Ghanaians say we are magicians. You can earn 20 CDs a month. People are surviving on things. Sometimes you wonder. But Ghanaians are magicians. And God also provides for people. He said, even if the birds, the flowers, the lilies, He takes care of them. How much more you are a human being? God takes care of you. It's like at the end of the month, sometimes you do the very right. Hey, how did I even survive? It was the grace of God that took you through. Hallelujah. It was the grace of God. If you are determined to save, you will save. You think saving is for those who are earning big, big money. Anybody who is earning money, the money is not, is not big enough for him or her. Trust me. I heard Kennedy Japan talking. And when MPP came into power first, like fresh, 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 fresh. I was talking about the fact that they are giving contrast to those who didn't work for the victory and this is and, 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 and a comedy yeah. so, hey, has the definition for a com changed or something like that you a comedy so no matter how much you are earning it's still not enough so why don't you start saving even on the little that you have and accumulate well hallelujah get the habit of saving money number four invest your money there's a difference between saving your money and investing your money. Saving the money means you are putting it down for an emergency situation or you are putting it down to use it to do something. But investing your money means you are putting it into something that will generate more money. There's no point putting money into something at the end of the day. What will come out is less than what you put in. That's not investment. You are doing a donation or something. Investment means at the end of the day, you make profit on the thing. That is an investment. Invest your money. Invest your money. The parable of the of the talents is a clear example of the fact that God smiles over investment. God believes in investing. He believes in multiplying that which he has given unto you. And you see, investment doesn't only mean you've taken your money to data bank. Or what are some of the investment companies and things that are? Or now you you are afraid of all of those things. Men's gold has come to put here into people. 
Investment doesn't only mean you are you're going to put your money somewhere and some people are working with it for you. You can also invest by starting a business. It's an investment. And you see, don't despise little beginnings. Don't despise little beginnings. Little drops of water make a mighty ocean. Don't despise little beginnings. Sometimes it's a small business that will even bring you just 50 Ghana cities a month. When we say, oh, I'm doing business, you expect that it's something that will bring tens of thousands. And say, 50 Ghana cities is money that you wouldn't have had. It's money that you will not have had. So even if it's 50, it's one of the reasons why the Kwewu people are rich like that. They don't despise small beginnings. When you read the, the, the story of despite, he is not an Kwewudo, I think he's an Ashanti. He started by hawking cassettes. Those days, cassettes. Some of you have not even seen cassettes before. He was hawking cassettes on the road. Save, 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 save. And he had enough money to open a small kiosk to sell it inside. He expanded it, expanded it. He became despite records. And then, now look at him. Peace FM, okay FM, need FM, need fufu, everything. That is investment. Everything needs is for him. Investment And I want to launch an operation In this church today I call it the operation Multiple streams of income Don't be in this church And have just one source of income Multiple streams of income Look, even if it's 20, 20, 20, they are bringing, it is still money that you didn't have before. And you'll be shocked. I, I sent you a picture. I don't know whether you saw it. Uh-huh. Please show, show the picture. Certain picture. I don't know if you can see it well. But a man is standing in front of a certain rock. And can you see some small thing, um, something like water flowing behind him there? That thing you see, how many of you have heard of the Amazon River? Is in terms of water volumes, is the largest river in the world, supplying water to virtually the entire continent of South America. That is the source of the Amazon River. That's how it starts. This is in some mountains in Peru. That is the source of the Amazon River. That should tell you by little by little things accumulate. Hallelujah. Imagine somebody just comes and decides to plaster that small hole. Just imagine. <laughs> the reason the Amazon River is that big is that they allowed it to flow, and that was flowing, was growing flowing and growing and nobody was touching it may god give you the grace to invest and not touch it one of the surest ways of breaking the back of poverty for generations is for you to start investing for your children now and have the discipline not to drop that money If you do a simple calculation, maybe some back pay becomes and you put down 5,000 Ghana cities. I did the calculation. 
if you invest it in something that even brings you 20% the whole year in 25 years time by what time most of you will be hitting 50 and thereabout that money will be 500,000 Ghana cities that's at a conservative rate of 20% a year the discipline not to touch it 500,000 you decide that this one is for my children or maybe you can even decide that I'm investing for my retirement retirement is one very depressing time in a lot of people's life suddenly your money level just go down and if God is not on your side that is when hypertension comes in and cholesterol matters come in and you have to buy drugs and a lot of people are depressed in their old age because of money problems but you can decide that that is not my portion put some money there now even if it's treasury bills, now what's the treasury bill rate? 14, 15%. And you're even accumulating 15% on it every year. And you have the discipline not to touch it. It will become like the Amazon River. But if you start and you chop it the next year, it's like plastering the hole over there. You kill the potential of the investment. Hallelujah. So your next back pay, your next... During this COVID time, a lot of health workers had extra money but with the extra money came increased appetites and you have chopped all them i should have given this what do you call it sermon at the beginning of the coveting yes but we are repenting hallelujah invest Look at, look at what the Bible is saying in Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 2. Give me NLT for that one. Ecclesiastes 11 2. Don't have one stream of income. And this is the biblical, what do you call it for the operation I'm launching. It says, but divide your investments among many places. Say many places. For you do not know what risks might lie ahead. If all you depend on is controller and accountant. And controller decides that this man I cannot control. Then you will go hungry, you go a borrowing, you go a begging. But if you have multiple streams of income, small here, small there, if it is so below you sell, if it is pie that you sell, if it is watcher that you sell. A friend of mine, I was shocked. He invested just thousand cities into watching. Just give somebody watching to sell. Every month he makes a profit of 400 Ghana cities on that. So he decided, ah, I have my money I'm earning from my work already. Reinvest everything. Now he has chains of watching. Every one of them is bringing 400 Ghana cities, 400 Ghana cities. If they are about 20, 400 times 20 is what? 8,000 cities of money he didn't, he won't sweat for. That's what we call little drops of water make a mighty ocean. Hallelujah. Don't despise little beginning. Even if it's 20 Ghana cities extra, it is 20 Ghana cities that you wouldn't have had if you had done it. I see a lot of people selling bags online and things. It's a good spirit. Hallelujah. Yeah. Selling bags, selling shoes. This, 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 this. But let it not take away your love for the things of God. Amen. Yeah. You must have multiple streams of income. Multiple streams of income. I'm praying that I will come to a point in time. Everybody here will have like 10 streams of income. You know, you're earning from this angle, earning from this angle, earning from this angle, earning from this angle. Like that. That is how rich men and rich women are made. Now, this Mexican billionaire, they, they interviewed him, he said he has actually lost track of his investments. Like he has invested that right now, he can't even remember 
He just needs a smart money chopper around him. That's who will chop the money. <laughs> Investments. And young men, when you invest, when you marry, let your wives know your investment. The ladies will say hallelujah and amen to this one for me. Let your wives know what you are investing in. Yes. I had a patient, very rich man. I knew his investments, and his wife didn't even know. He had some 20 plots of land off the Akrate Mamoto way. He had like things. He wasn't telling his wife. You know, sometimes when the age difference is a little big, the men, they try and treat the young ladies like the, the wives as if they are the firstborn. But your wife cannot be your firstborn. Hallelujah. What you do with your wife, you don't do with your firstborn. Bad children. Oh, your mind is going to places. Can the Lord sanctify your brain. <laughs> so they don't tell them anything and this man was sick I looked at the thing I realized I know this thing and I looked at the way his relatives were treating the lady anytime they came around you know at the back of their mind hey, go digger you young lady you have come to come and marry our son because of his money and they should treat her badly and they had children twins So I looked at the situation. I was like, no. One day I went to him. I was like, look, do you have a will? He said, oh, no. I was like, so all these things you've told me that you have, your wife doesn't know about it. And at that time, he had gotten really bad. He couldn't even walk. I was like, look, I'm going to discharge you. Go home. Go and make a will. And I'll readmit you. It was long. Look, hey, is that so? I said, yes. Go and make a will. Otherwise, that means the children that I'm, I'm really worried about, they will suffer. Their family will just bundle them out of their home and just make their life miserable. I said, go and make a way. Okay. He called one of his friends. A friend came to him. Even walking was difficult. He went. A day, two, he came. I said, dog, what you told me, I've done it. I said, I hope you did it well. He said, yes, I did it well. He said, oh, as for my brothers and sisters, I've tried for them in life. My sisters, I've left some small money for each and every one. But as for my brothers, I'm not leaving anything. So, hey, why? He said, I've done my best for them. This one, I took him abroad. This is it. They never made anything out of their lives, so I won't give them anything. The rest of the things are for my wife and my children. The wife didn't know these things. After he passed away, he told me he had ordered a brand new four-wheel drive for his wife, and she didn't even know. And the clearing agent who was supposed to clear the thing, he came to the house to come and greet the wife and express condolence. He never opened his mouth to tell her. But the man had told me, I called her. Do you know your husband was important? He said, hey, I didn't know. I said, call the agent. <laughs> call the agent. And I said, when you call him, don't pretend as if you are now hearing it. Call, I said, call him and say, oh, that, the car, no? It's like, as if you know it already, the car. After all, I said, you know it from me. <laughs> so it's not like you're like, call him and say, hey, before the man said, oh, hey, this is, he was planning to 
declare the thing and either use it himself or sell it. May the Lord protect you from evil people. Evil people. I told her he has some land text of the AE. This one, when I finished, she should have said, Oh, for your church, come and collect 10 plots, 10 plots of land and build the house of God. <laughs> but see, this is we do it because we are looking at people's future. Not what you will get out of it. Hallelujah. Tell your spouses where your investments are. Tell your spouses. So that's point number four. Number five. So we talked about saving money, investing money, and then number five, accumulate an inheritance for your children. It's different from investing, it's different from saving. Accumulate an inheritance for your children. People should go by biblical standards and most men are not good men. Let's see what the Bible says in Proverbs 13, 22. Most men are not good men. He said, good people leave an inheritance to their grandchildren. Give me the King James version of, of this one. Good people. That means if you don't have, and you see, this one, we are not even talking about children, just children. It should even go to the next generation. He said, a good man leaveth an inheritance for his children's children, and the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. Somebody laying up wealth for himself. How much more for your children before it even reaches your children's children? But that will be your story in the name of Jesus. You will accumulate wealth and leave it for your grandchildren to come and enjoy. Your grandchildren they will start life in the houses you have built. Yes, that is a good man. Me, my child, when it's time for my child to have a house, they mustn't save to buy a house. They mustn't borrow money to buy a house. There should be houses ready for them. Or other houses for money that they can take like this and just go and buy a house like that. Same with a car. We must struggle and make life easy for the next generation. Sometimes we think about ourselves too much. I heard Reverend Otavio talking. He said when they were buying the land for their university around Mutual, they went to see the elders. They gave them the price. And the price was large. So they were like, okay, let's negotiate something. We'll pay 80% of what you have said. And the rest of the 20%, you just take it that we'll sign an agreement with you that any native from this town can attend Central University for free. Look at such a deal. If you are generational thinkers, you will jump at this. The elders went into a caucus meeting. They came back and said, also for what you have said, we have heard, but we have struggled for ourselves. Give us the money. Let our children to come and struggle for themselves. I pray that that would not be the kind of mentality you have in the name of Jesus. How can you think like that? 80% of that land is enough to settle you for life. Just 20% more. For an opportunity for the natives of your town to attend the university free. Just show evidence that your mother comes from this place. Or your father comes from this place. And you attend the university free. He said, we have struggled for ourselves. Now there's a chief sentence. When they instill them. I said, I hear the first thing. They say, missile four wheel drive. Don't make me drive it be. 
lay down an inheritance for your children and your children's children. Another good inheritance you can leave for your children will be a good name. A powerful name. A name that opens doors. A name that opens. There are some names when you mention, nobody says that everybody must work. You understand? They must work to make things happen. One of the things that made things easy for the current president, Abu is because his father has been there before. Open doors. Okay. You go to South Africa and your surname is Mandela. It opens doors. One day, may they mention your name and doors will swing open. Oh, I say, may your name open doors for your children and your children's children. Imagine, say, oh, are you the grandchild of so so and so? Say, yes, oh, come, come, just sit here. And things begin to happen. Number six. Avoid dishonest means of getting rich. Dishonest means. Fraud. Deception. You see, one of the interesting things about this kind of wealth, listen to what the Bible says. Proverbs chapter 12, 11. Give me NLT for that. Proverbs 12, 11. He said, a hard worker has plenty of food, but a person who chases fantasies has no sense. There are a lot of people walking around and they are chasing some fantasy view. Some sudden get rich quick scheme. But the Bible is saying the one who chases fantasies has no sense. Lottery is one of such fantasies. You will stay calm, but you will not win. Gambling, eh, it is made such that the organizer of the gambling will always win. Sometimes in the beginning, oh, you will have something beer, you feel like, Charlie, that is the addiction point. That is where you are, you are caught. And you continue. And, and these things, eh, it's part of the, the spirit of mammon. You know, there are people who are addicted to gambling. It's, it's a serious thing. Look, within the last two months, I've had more people coming to see me for prayer in that direction, even more than fornication. Yes. It's, it's, it's a spirit. Like, it's, it's a serious thing. Especially like this bet, bet things that have come. It looks so easy. Like, ah, but if I can just predict the thing and blah, 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 blah. You win someone to be, and that one just catches you like that. The rest of it becomes a fantasy. You will stick and stick and stick and stick and stick and stick. And most of the time, the people don't have the self-discipline to know where to, to stop. So now borrowing of money to stake, borrowing of money to do the betting and things, it just comes in like that. If it was that simple, the organizers will stake it to themselves. And they will chop the money. It's not as simple as that. Hallelujah. Money that is, is gained from the me. I'm not saying honestly, I don't have any scripture to say betting is wrong, but there are consequences to these things, and you must know. I don't have any direct scripture to tell you the lottery is wrong, but there are consequences to these things. You can get addicted to them, they have a way of holding you and 
holding back your destiny. Money that is dishonestly gained, the Bible says it dwindles. It dwindles. When you get money from, from wrong means, it will not last. I'm telling you, the, the, the Bible is the manual for life. It has answers to everything in life. If the Bible tells you that money that is dishonestly gained dwindles, it is true. Money that you defraud people to get, oh, it will, it will not last. Dishonest money, money you don't deserve. And you use some fraudulent means. And you go and get that money. It, you will not even be able to account for what you've done with the money. It's a spiritual thing. It's a spiritual thing. Those people who do internet fraud and the, 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 their money is for a while. After a while, they will become poor again and probably even poorer than they were because it's a spiritual principle. If you use dishonest means of gaining money, don't think, oh, okay, it is a dishonest means, but let me go and get it and then convert it into good things. Oh, let me just go. As for God, is merciful. Let me convert it and use it. The end doesn't justify the means. That principle doesn't work in the kingdom of God. The end justifies the means. So if the means was even bad, once the end result is good, it's, it's, it's acceptable. No. Money that is dishonestly gained, it will dwindle. Today, let it, let, let it enter your head. Let it enter your spirit. When somebody presents an opportunity for you to make money, you know this thing is dishonest. If you accept it, that money will vanish. There's a portion of scripture that actually says that money has wings, so it flies away. The money can't fly away like that. May the Lord have mercy upon us. The last principle, which for me is the most important, is that you must support ministry and the less privilege with your money. Oh, I thought I'll hear a bigger amen than that. Are you a carnal people? I said you must support ministries and the less privilege with your money. Yeah. Too many of us are living for ourselves. It's like we don't think about any other person. It's us and us and us. In their mind, ah, but me cry, but me myself too, I need help. <laughs> me myself too, I need help. But there's somebody who needs help more than you. Hallelujah. I found a very interesting scripture in Proverbs 19, 17. When you give, eh, this is exactly what you are doing. Proverbs 19, 17. It said, if you help the poor, you are lending to the Lord and he will repay you. <laughs> when you give money to a poor man, you are lending to God. You know what it means to lend? No lender gives and doesn't take it back with profit. The banks, when they give you 50 Ghana, would, will you pay 50 Ghana back? No. When you give to the poor, you are lending to God. The banks, they check your credit worthiness before they give you a loan, before they lend to you. Who is a more worthy person to credit money to than God himself? The reason why those of you on control and accountant, general, they are worrying you is because they've checked, they realize you are credit worthy. Your salary hits every month, so the the probability of you paying back is very high 
Sometimes we tell you bring a collateral or bring your business plan. They can predict that no, this thing is going to work, so we can give you the money. If you are lending to God who already owns the earth, the truth is that He doesn't even need the money, it's just an opportunity He's giving you for you to be blessed. Hallelujah. When you give to the poor, you are lending to God. I want us to read another scripture, Proverbs chapter 21, verse 13. Proverbs 21, 13. Proverbs 21, 13. It said, those who shut their ears to the cries of the poor will be ignored in their own time of need. This is a serious case. Somebody comes to you, like serious need. There are people who are fraudulent. They will go to 10 people with the same cry. They know they've calculated they need 2,000 CDs. So it come to you, 20 pet, give me 20 pet, 20, like this is, and put it to, there are people who are just frosters like that. But if it's a genuine need, and you have the ability to help and you don't you are laying a foundation for yourself the day you also need help somebody will bounce you proverbs 22 9 give me nlt for that one proverbs 22 9 proverbs chapter 22 verse 9 it said blessed are those who are generous because they feed the poor there is blessing in feeding poor people. Hallelujah. When those little boys come to you by the roadside and things like that, that one city doesn't mean anything to you. Just take it and give it to them. Some of them, they can be annoying. I know. They want to clean your windscreen by thunder, by lightning. And they come, they don't even ask permission. No, they're coming to clean it. It can be annoying. I must learn to give to the poor. Hallelujah. Another version actually talks about the man who has the generous eye. So generosity is not just a generous heart or a generous spirit. You must have a generous eye. A generous eye means you are not just sitting there waiting for somebody to come and approach you for help. You are actually looking out help. But you are actually looking out for people who need help. And you are meeting their needs. That's having a generous eye. May God give you a generous eye. And then support ministry. You see, there, there are different categories of giving in, in ministry. There's a free will offering. Free will offering, where you give according to what you have. There is a tithing. A tenth of your increase. People argue, oh, tithe is an Old Testament thing. And blah, 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 blah. Anybody who has run a ministry before will tell you that ministries run on tithe. In this church, 95% of the money that we have that we use to do things is from time. It's not the offering. It's not what you will give after service today. Because now a lot of you, you have purpose in your heart. That it is the red note. The red note is not the big one. You know now there's a bigger red note. One of these days when you are going to take the smaller red note, may God confuse you. I said may God confuse you. You see this one day, you're not receiving it. <laughs> How do you come You go and take, you know the 200 one to is red. Uh-huh. When I saw I was happy, I was like, we passed there, so we are happy. Some people, they can touch the note in their pocket and know that this is 10, this is 20, this is 10. So as the bag is coming around, they, are <laughs> they have some senses in their fingers. Put the one. Put it inside. Some say Titan is an Old Testament thing. Look, whether it's Old Testament or New Testament, the church needs it. 
it is needed. Hallelujah. It is needed. A lot of people who argue Titan is Old Testament, then there. If we should really go by New Testament standards of giving, as you are saying, we are New Testament believers. In New Testament, people were encouraged to even give all. Tithe is ten percent, though. Give all. When it came to the subject of giving all, Jesus supported giving all. You see, when you want to know whether somebody supports something, you look at his reactions to it. At a point in time, Jesus commended somebody for giving her all, the widow. And he also recommended giving all to the one who he said, go and give all your listen to people and come and follow me. He commended it and recommended it. That means Jesus is in support of giving your all. Hallelujah. So if you really want to go by dispensations, then you should be giving more than the 10% crap. But your motivation is not the dispensational argument, but because you simply don't want to give. It's as simple as that. Churches run on tithes. I'm not going to tell you if you don't tithe, you are cursed. I can't justify it. But your tithe is needed. And there are benefits that come with tithing. You see, you are earning thousands in this now. And you are struggling to pay a tithe of, of a hundred. If you are faithful in little, God will add more. You are demonstrating your unfaithfulness with the little that God has given unto you. It will be difficult for God to come and add. If now you are earning 10,000, you will now pay a tithe of a thousand. If you can't pay a tithe of a hundred, you think it will be easy for you to pay a tithe of a thousand. So you are shutting doors and windows to yourself. Hallelujah. It's a biblical principle. If you are faithful in little, more shall be given unto you. It's simple. It's as simple as that. Give to the work of ministry. Some people actually have this mentality when they hear that oh a church and 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 they are supporting their pastor and blah 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 what we do here is not the normal the fact that i don't take salary if you don't know i'm telling you today i don't take salary from the church i don't take allowance from the church everything i'm doing i'm doing it for free hallelujah uh-huh. i'm letting you know but that is not the norm that is not the norm if we have time out i've gone through scriptures for you to know that it's the responsibility of the church to take care of the pastor in more established churches, eh, they have systems aside the pastor salary. Every week, this subgroup will go and visit the pastor in the house. If you have body, you take it. Bayere, you take it. You have this, you take it. Mbeko will go. Mbarimako will go. And it will go. And things like that. To make sure the pastor is not frustrated. Have a pastor who comes to stand. If I haven't paid my children's movies and I come to stand here, when I start remembering the money I owe, every revelation will disappear from my mind. I'll come and preach out of frustration. I won't be laughing here and making you laugh. I'll come and blast you and make you feel like you are children of the devil. And we all live frustrated. <laughs> no, the work of a pastor is a very difficult job. You must be a jack of all trades. You must be a business advisor, a prophet, a teacher. You must be an evangelist to win souls. You must be a soldier to ward off attacks of the enemy. You see, it says strike the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. So if the enemy wants to scatter all of you, instead of going one, 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 and having to deal with over 200 people, you target it at the shepherd. That is why you must pray for your leaders. 
Hallelujah. But you see, in all of this, the pastor is expected to perform. If today I came here and I didn't preach well, I know I've preached well. Hallelujah. <laughs> if I didn't preach well, you go back and oh, so today church was somewhere. Church was, you know, that kind of thing. But as I said, when I was preaching, I was to behave in church. How many of you even invested prayer? I'm not talking about the opening prayer that uh, Dr. Blagoji led on. How many of you invested prayer into today's service? That God let your presence be felt. Empower the man of God to preach the unadulterated word of God. If I should do a survey right now, it will be a very big disappointment. And it will spoil my joy for the day. Hallelujah. So I'm not going to ask it. So in certain ministries, there's a, I'm telling you this thing so that if we open branches in other places and the church is supporting the pastors, you know that there's a biblical basis for it. Hallelujah. Paul said, if we communicate to you in spiritual things, is it too much to ask that you also communicate to us the material things that God has blessed you with? And he told them that it is not that I desire a gift from you, but that it may be credited to your account. It's for your it's for your benefit. Hallelujah. I've had a lot of and as I'm telling you these things, it's not for that I'm telling you to come and give me a gift. If you bring it, I'll collect it though. Hallelujah. I'm not telling you to come and give me a gift. I'm just preaching my go to you. Amen. I've had countless testimonies of breakthroughs people have had. After giving me things. Somebody just came and sold a seed of two two hundred Ghana cities. 200 Ghana cities. The next day, somebody signed a check for him in tens of thousands of Ghana cities, like free, like that. Just take it. May that be your story in the name of Jesus. Yeah. It's not that I desire it, but it is so that your account shall be credited. That is it. So it's not a bad thing to, to support men of God. You support some man of God, somewhere you think, Charlie, struggling. Just go and support. Interestingly, support for ministry is stronger with the fake people. Those who are not preaching anything. Shepherds that are using the flock for kebab. They are getting all the support. And the genuine ones are struggling. But I pray that God will raise kingdom financiers. People who stand behind genuine ministers and genuine ministries. I tell people that look I can never consider myself rich until I can solve all the problems that are around me that's when I'll say I'm rich when a problem comes I don't struggle to solve it if it's a financial problem that is when I'm rich that is when I'm rich but God is going to raise serious financial gurus from this ministry in fact from this meeting today I don't know about the rest I'm telling you what God communicated to my spirit. People who single-handedly build churches, people who single-handedly buy lands, they'll buy buses, they'll sponsor missions, sponsor crusades, sponsor... Uh, a time will come when we are having a major worldwide conference in this church. One of you will just come and sign a check and I wouldn't have to raise funds to do it. I'm speaking prophetically to you. Receive this prophetic word in the name of Jesus. 
when you see the Church of Pentecost Convention Center, how many of you have been there before? That huge thing. I guess it was just three people. Three. One, two, three. Hundred acre facility. And when you go there, top notch excellence. One, two, three people. They didn't have to launch. <laughs> harvest. They are coming to harvest your money. Three people just said, We shall do it. I pray that that grace will fall upon somebody today. Bishop Eredepon said God told him to raise money to buy a jet for their missions in the church. And God told him, wait, when the time comes, I'll tell you to raise it. Jet, you have to launch. You have to do launching, pre-launch. And then you launch it. And then you do the real fundraising and prepare people's minds. One day, just like I'm coming to preach here, just before, he said he went to the washroom. When was there? God said, when you come back, come and raise the money for the jet. He just came and stood there. This is what the Lord is saying. That's, how many of you want to give? They raised enough to buy two jets there. May that grace fall upon some people here today. Two. They bought two. In the New Testament, when it was time for offering, people were giving land as offering. You've seen that scripture before. He said those who had lands, they came and laid it at the apostles' feet. People were giving land. So your one CD, you know, you are, you are, you are, you are lagging behind. <laughs> people are giving land. Winner's Chapel, unless they don't call for fundraising, if they say, if they give a limit. Hundred people in Nigerians too. Hey, the violence shall take it by force. Hey, give me away now. People go to church with Ghana must go. That is their offering. I watched the video. People were leaving the Ghana must go. Oh, you don't know Ghana must go. It's not person. <laughs> it's a big bag. Ghana go. They just go and drop it at the altar like that. These are people who understand kingdom dynamics. Because you see, churches must start building the best universities around. Churches must start building the best hospitals around. If one day Overflow has a secondary school and we win National Science and Mass Quiz, that alone is evangelism. Hallelujah. If they come and interview me as the head pastor, I will use that platform to preach the gospel of Christ. People to hear. And the contestants, when nowadays they interview the contestants before, some people say the Egyptians that you see today. That's that's Otin's people. Dr. Otin's boys. He trained them. <laughs> it is written. We also coach them what to say. Quote scripture Idolaters and fornicators Such shall not enter the kingdom of God <laughs> My God One of the biggest churches Charismatic churches in Ghana right now 
they are about to start a university. One person bought an existing university. One man. He bought an existing. And when they were interviewing him, he said, The land grapple, he's not even been there before. He just signed the check. His bishop just called him that, oh, this is, this is, you are a real estate guru. I know you have money. Can you support? He just wrote it like that. In some churches, when it's time to raise funds for something, the pastor will call people and give you an amount. <laughs> you, this is the amount, you and your wife, however you raise it, it's not my problem. 10,000, 20,000, 50,000, however, he has calculated the total amount already and shared it for the people. Somebody will say, but it's supposed to be free will. But I saw a certain scripture, I realized that it's not all the offerings in the Bible that were free will. Some of them, you trouble, they'll give it to you that this is a, give me Exodus chapter 30, verse 14 and 15. <laughs> Exodus 30, 14 and 15. He said, everyone that passeth among them that are numbered from 20 years old and above. So they've even done the age cut off. From 20 years old and above shall give an offering unto the Lord. Verse 15. He said, The rich shall not give more and the poor shall not give less than half a shekel. That means everybody. So if I come here and I pick envelopes, everybody, 50 Ghana cities, don't tell me I am doing unbiblical things. There was an amount that the priest decided on based on the leadings of God that everybody have a shekel whether you are earning 89 shekels or you are earning 2 shekels at the end of the day everybody he said the rich the poor shall not give less you say this is insensitive ah you should be sensitive to to, to, to the poor and, and things like that there are times that there are things that are led by the spirit of God hallelujah he said, when they give an offering unto the Lord to make an atonement for your souls. At times that offerings are received for spiritual reasons. And today I'll receive a spiritual offering. Oh, your amen must be thicker than that. I will receive a spiritual offering. Hallelujah. In the natural, a seed can break a cycle. Menstruation. A seed can break the cycle and stop you from menstruating for a while. <laughs> Today, anything that represents a struggle in your life, anything that represents a contention, contentions financially, contentions of ministry, contentions of marriage, contentions of academics, Today may the Lord cause your seed to break that cycle in the name of Jesus. Some people have certain cycles of unexplained financial losses. So you accumulate that thing and you don't know where the thing goes. It just disappears. And it's not like it's dishonestly gained money too. And it just dwindles and disappears like that. Look, there are things Satan will attack spiritually in your life. He will attack your morality. He will attack your faith. But be sure that one of the things Satan will want to attack in your life is your finances. When your finances are attached, eh, the home is some way, the women are not happy. Hallelujah. Women like security when everything is fine. Eh? When things are, the women are happy. And when the women are happy, the home is happy. 
they, they are the ones who hold the temperature of the home. So if Satan wants to bring trouble into the home, ah, let me attack their finances. Let, let me cause there to be lack in the home. And then suddenly all the happiness, all the joy just disappears like that. But today we are going to pray against cycles. We are going to pray against anything that represents a struggle. It may not necessarily be financial, but once it has the label struggle, we are going to pray and deal with it. And I'm going to make some prophetic declarations upon your life. And then I'm going to give you the opportunity to sow a certain seed. I'm going to distribute envelopes for everybody. I'll anoint the envelopes. And I'll tell you what to do with the envelopes. Whether I'll or I'll, I don't know. As we are praying, the leading will come. Shall we stand to our feet? We want to switch the meeting into another gear right now. Can I have some singers and some intercessors? Two intercessors. The rest should be singers. Today you're going to wage war on anything that is a struggle in your life. Anything that represents a contention. The Bible says, even Moses' dead body, there was a contention between the angel Michael and Satan. There are a lot of contentions that go on in the spirit and we cannot see. Contentions over our finances, contentions over our children, contentions over our health, contentions over our ministries, our destinies. But today you are going to lift up your voice. And you are going to come against every contention. Anything that represents a struggle. Even if it's a struggle with sin. You are going to lift up your voice. And you are going to speak out against it. It is five minutes of intentional and intensive spiritual warfare. And I pray that the spirit of the warrior will be activated in you right now. Begin to think about that thing that causes you to struggle. That, that thing that represents a struggle. The chronic indebtedness. Hey! The chronic struggling, the chronic suffering. Today, the foundations will be laid in the spirit for that cycle to be broken in the name of Jesus Christ of God. Begin to wrap up your spirit for what right now. Some things must be scattered.
name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Responses like people who are on the battlefield. What will be happening here may seem like it's ordinary to you, but things are changing in the realm of the spirit. Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Say today. Today. By the power. By the power of prayer. Of prayer. By the power. By the power of the word. Of the word. By the power. By the power of the blood. Of the blood. Say today. Today. I receive. I receive power. Power to confront, to confront anything, anything in my life, in my life that is a struggle, that is a struggle, in contention, in contention, in the name, in the name of Jesus. Of Jesus. Say today, today, I lose, I lose myself, myself from every entanglement, from every entanglement of the enemy, of the enemy, in the name, in the name of Jesus. Of Jesus. Say today, today, by the power, by the power of the blood, of the blood, I command, I command every negative, every negative cycle. Cycle in my life. In my life. Say break. Break. 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 Lift up your voice.
not from God today in the name of Jesus I command it to be broken 
I declare that today will be the last day you shall see that struggle and that cycle in your life in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Struggles with health, chronic diseases, struggles with pain, migraine headaches, bone pain, menstrual disorders, diseases of the bloodline. Today, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I rebuke any working of the enemy that causes these cycles to be perpetrated in your life in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Cycles of financial struggle that have followed people from generation to generation. Today, in the name of Jesus, I declare that in your family you are exempted. I declare that you are exempted. You will be the richest your family has ever seen. You will no longer be a borrower but a lender. You will not only lend unto men but you will lend unto nations. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Arise and shine for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. I see a light break forth upon you right now. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Anything that has kept you in obscurity. Where ministry is concerned, where career is concerned, where academics are concerned, where anointings, giftings are concerned. Today I declare that the light of God is shining upon you. Those that are supposed to see you and notice you shall notice you from today onwards. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the living God. Any name that has been placed on you in the spirit that works against your progress. Today I change that name in the name of Jesus. Just as Jacob encountered the angel and his name was changed to Israel. Today in the name of Jesus. If in the spirit your name is poverty. If in the spirit your name is disappointment. If in the spirit your name is failure. If in the spirit your name is started. If in the spirit your name is, is anything negative. I change it today in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The son of the living God. I declare that you shall be prosperous in anything that you do. Prosperous in your academics. Prosperous in your ministry. Prosperous in your family life. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Family struggles will end with you. And your children will not fight those battles. The Bible says even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away. And the prayer of the terrible shall be delivered. For I shall contend with them that contend with you. Say the Lord. And I shall save your children. The Lord is contending with those confrontations. And contending with those contentions right now. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The son of the living God. Place your hand upon your belly. Right now, I release your people into the place of financial abundance. It may not manifest tomorrow, but once I have said this prayer, and it is under the unction of the Holy Spirit, I declare that none under the sound of my voice will ever be described as poor. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, today I stir up every gifting for wealth making, for wealth creation. In you, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Every idea you need to solve problems and to create wealth for generations after you. Receive it right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I said receive it right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Receive it right now in the mighty name of Jesus. An uncommon anointing for solving problems 
in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the living God. I release you from any spirit that causes you to be in constant death. I declare you free from his influence today in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the living God. I declare that indebtedness will no longer be your name. It will no longer be a seal upon your life in the mighty name of Jesus. I release you into the place of multiple streams of income. I release you into the place of multiple streams of income. I release you into the place of multiple streams of income. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the living God. Receive the grace to invest wisely. Receive the grace to accumulate wealth for generations unborn. And Father, I pray for the heart to support the, the poor and the heart to support the work of the ministry. Father, raise kingdom millionaires from this gathering. As you told me as I was preparing, Lord, let your word be fulfilled in the lives of your people. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, raise people who will single-handedly fund ministry projects. People who will single-handedly build chapels, build churches, buy buses, buy lands, sponsor crusades, sponsor television stations, sponsor the preaching of the gospel to them that are lost. Thank you, Lord. And you are stirring up that ability in your people today. Father, give your people faithfulness when it comes to giving to support the kingdom. Those that don't have the ability to tithe yet, I pray that you shall touch their hearts. That they shall begin to tithe for the furtherance of the kingdom of God. I confront that struggle in their hearts. I confront that struggle in their spirit right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And I declare you loose from that inability in the mighty name of Jesus. Begin to thank God right now. Just give God glory. Just thank God. Just thank God. Just give God glory. Just give Him glory. We trust you have been blessed by this message. For more information, reach us on 024-873-7250 or on our Facebook page, The Overflow Worship Center. Stay blessed. Overflow!